Hilchas Talmudera Perik Revi. Emulam Talmudera Ela LeTalmud Hagun Noah BeMaisov Ela Tam. Now Tam over here because the Mishnah Taitches means someone that's not clear. It's not clear that he's a Noah BeMaisov. On the other end, it's not clear that he's Chaylev Bederach Leiteva. Avlam Hoya Chaylev Bederach Leiteva. It's clear that he's a Chaylev Bederach Leiteva. Is Magzid Neisel Mutav. You bring him back the Mutav. And then Ubeit Kenesi knows you have to bring him back, and then you direct him Bederach Yishara. Then Ubeit Kenesi, you bedek him whether or not he's taka going now Bederach Yishara. And Vachar Kachman Machnis Neisel Beisamedish Umalam Kenesi. But you don't teach him. The Rambam is saying while he's Bederach Leiteva, you have to bring him back, and then it's like a whole seder. You have to Magzir Neitel Mutav, and then Umanhig Kenesi Bederach Yishara. And then Ubeit Kinesin, at that point in time, then is Machnis Nesi. Omer Chacham, Kalashena Lutalmuch Eni Hogun, Kilu Zorak Evanli Merkulz, Merkulz Zavid Zorak, which the Seder was that they would throw stones there. Shenamar Kitzreir Evan Bemargema, Kain Nesin Liksil Kovit. And to bring from the Prisha, the Prisha says that the Pshat is knows even if a person is strong in Evanli Margema in order to be mavaze, but since that's the derech avidose, so it's considered avidazara. So the same thing over here, when a person is giving terror to someone that's ain't a hog, and even though you mean well, but on the other end, you're doing something wrong. That's the comparison. They say, it's called So the din is that before you teach someone, you should either know that he's a Talmud Hagun, or you don't know what he is. But if you know that he's not a Talmud Hagun, so you should first bring him back and only then teach him. Al Rebbe brings in Shulchan Aruch that if Lepel, you don't, you're not able to bring him back to Derech Teva. It's very clear you're not going to be able to bring him back to Derech Teva. So then you should teach him even when he's a Talmud Sheinah Hagun. The normal say is that you're supposed to try to bring him back and then teach him. And Pashas Lashon Aramim, it sounds like that if you don't have that option, you shouldn't do it. But the Alter Rebbe Paschus clearly that if Lepel you have you don't have that option. It's clear you don't have the option to be a Magzir Lemutav. Nevertheless, you should bring him back. V'chein harav she'ene helich b'derech teva. This is been again the Talmud. V'chein harav she'ene helich b'derech teva is avul pishachochen godlu v'chol am tzrichem lei is nevertheless ain mislamdem imenu ad shuvi lemutav. In other words, before you learn from a rav, he has to be shuvi lemutav. Shenem mekisiv sekein yishmuru das. Only because that's why However, in love, I'll give actual So the good is that you're supposed to teach a Talmud only when he's Hogun, or I'll cope on him, it's not clear that he's not Hogun. And when you learn from a Rav, you have to make sure to learn from a Rav, which is a Rav that's Hoyle B'derach Teva. So the Rav would sit in the, in the front and everyone would be around him like a semicircle in order for everyone to be able to see the Rav and be able to hear the Rav. Shouldn't be the say that the Rav sits on his chair and everyone else sits on the ground. Or everyone sits on the ground, the Rav and the Talmidim. Or everyone sits on chairs. But the say there was, 
So even though the pail is not the same, in other words, for the Rav to sit and Talmidim sit on the, on the Karka, that's disrespectful to the Talmidim. But on the other hand, for the Talmidim to stand, that was the Seder. In other words, it's a certain Dercheres, brought down a Dercheres for Teira, that they're standing when they're learning Teira. So that, that's, that's not called disrespectful to the Talmidim. Because putting the Talmidim down on the floor and the, him sitting on a chair, that's something which shouldn't happen. But on the other hand, for the Talmidim to stand and the Rav sitting, that was the Seder the way it was Barishena. However, Mikhail Mukhurim Bayeshena is Nago Akel, Lelam Tamidim Behem Yeshu. So the Seder is that everyone sits. So it used to be the Seder that the Rav sat and everyone stood. There shouldn't be that the Rav should sit and everyone should sit on the ground. The Rav should be sitting on a chair and they should be sitting on the ground. But on the other hand, now the Seder is that everyone sits on chairs. Or, there's also a possibility of everyone sitting on the floor. Halacha Gimel. If the Seder was that the Talmidim actually heard what the Rav said, they understood what the Rav was saying, so that was the Seder. So he would say and they would hear. However, they wouldn't really understand what he was saying. They would need a Matargim, someone that would be in a, someone that would translate what he's saying, it could be maybe explain what he's saying, but I'll call upon him. There was a metargum between the Rav and the Talmud, and the Talmidim. Is a metargum oimid bineovin Talmidim. So the, the metargum would stand between the Rav and the Talmidim. Baharav metargum, and the Rav would say what he wanted to say to the metargum. But a metargum Talmidim. So the Talmidim didn't hear the Rav. The Talmidim heard the metargum, and the metargum heard the Rav. Now, and then they would ask the Matargim whatever they would have to ask, and who Sheol the Rav, so he would ask the Rav, and then the Rav, Meshav the Matargim, Meshav So the Seder was, so there was two types of storm. There was a Seder where the Rav himself learned with the Talmidim, and there was a Seder where the, the Talmidim didn't understand what the Rav was saying. So the Rav would say something, and the Matargim would hear what the Rav was saying, and the Matargim would say it to the Talmidim. If the Talmidim had a question, so they would ask the question to the Matargim, and then the Matargim would ask the question to the Rav, the Rav would answer to the Matargim, and the Matargim would give over the answer. That was the Seder Advar. So the Seder was that the Rav would speak to the Matargim, and then the Matargim would give it over to the Kohol, and then the call would speak to the Matargim, the Matargim would speak to the Rav. So when the Rav says something to the Matargim, he shouldn't say it in a louder voice than the Matargim is speaking to the Talmidim. Notice Fakert, the Matargim normally would speak in a louder voice to the Talmidim than the Rav would say to him. Now, Lepel, so that's one thing. So the Rav, when he speaks to the Matargim, he shouldn't speak in a louder voice than the Matargim speaks to the Talmidim. Now, when the Matargim speaks to the Rav, when he asks the Rav a question, he's giving over a question to the Rav of what the Talmidim asked, so he shouldn't speak in a louder voice than the voice that the Rav spoke to him. So that, that's this, the Nochamah. He shouldn't raise his voice greater than the Matargim when he spoke to the Talmidim. And when the Matargim turns to the Rav and he asks him a question, he shouldn't, he shouldn't raise his voice. It shouldn't be greater than the Kela Rav. That's this din. So who knows when they would speak to each other, they would speak in a lower voice. And then when the Matargim would speak, the Matargim would speak in a higher voice. The Matargim can't take away something that the Rav said, or not add something that he said, and not to change something that he said. In other words, he has to give over what the Rav said. He would translate it. He would give it over and translate it. But on the other end, he can't change of what the Rav said. Elim Kane. 
So the Ram says if the maturgaman, if the trans, if the maturgaman was of Shalchachmi Rabbi, then he's allowed to do it. Now there is some reshem to hold fakert that if the maturgaman was bnei or he was talmidi, then he also could change. Then he could change it because since the rav is bakel meskani chutz mibnei so the the rav won't be but if it's his ben or his talmud, which is changing what he's saying. Lupel the Ram doesn't hold that way. The Ram holds fakert. That if the maturgman was of a rabbi from the rav, so then he could go ahead and change or add to what the rav said. Now, Omer harav lematurgman, kach omer li rabbi, e kach omer li ababari. So when the rav says over to the maturgman, and he, he's quoting his rebbe, or he's quoting his father, so he wouldn't quote his father by name. He would quote his father by saying abamari. He wouldn't quote his rebbe by name. He would say kach omer Rabbi. However, when the maturgaman gives it over to everyone else, so it's not his father and it's not his rabbi, it's the rabbi of the rav. So Melik Sheimer Hamaturgaman Hadvarim Laam, Eimer Bishem Achochim, he mentions the name of the Chochim that the rav is quoting, Umaskir Shmeshal Avi Arav, El Shorabi, Vaimer Kachom Arabona Plaini, Avo Bishal Yiskar Arav Shmeshal Chochim, even though the rav didn't really say the name of the Chochim. And we said before that the maturgaman is now that it changed what the rav said. That's a different thing because Sha'asa Likus Rabbi Love Bishme, but we're talking about the same person. So Bikitsa, the Rav has a father, and then the Rav the Rav says, Kach Omar Abamari. So now the Maturgam is saying over what the Rav said. He could say the name of the Abamari. Now that is if the Rav has a Rebbe and he's saying Kachomar Rabbi. So the Maturgam could say Kachomar Rabbi Plaini, even because it's not his Rebbe, maybe he's allowed to say his name. But, and, and the Rabbi only said it in the name of him. He said it in his name, but he's he, he referred to him as being Rabbi. So because the same there was, there was a maturgaman. The maturgaman raises his voice when he speaks to the Talmidim. When he speaks to the Rav, he speaks in the same voice as the Rav. The Rav shouldn't raise his voice higher than the voice of the maturgaman. Then there's the say there of what the maturgaman is allowed to say. He's not allowed to add or change anything that he said, just translates what he said. However, if he was Rabbi or other, then he could. Halacha doubt. Harav shalomat v'lehi vino atalmidim is leyichas aleim v'yirgas. Shouldn't get angry at them. Elochoyze v'sheina hadover afilu kama poamim achi yovino emakalach. The Rav is obligated to vices mitzad hilchas lamateder. It's not slam hilchas days. Vices mitzad hilchas lamateder. There is a chiv of a Rav to teach, and part of his chiv is to teach is that he's leyichas aleim v'yirgas, but he has to repeat what he said. Achi yovino emakalach. When the Talmud is learning, and Lepel, the rabbi already explained it, and Lepel, he didn't understand. So he just wants to say he doesn't understand because he's embarrassed to say that he still doesn't understand or he doesn't want to matriach the rabbi. So either way, the Talmud should ask, you know, he shouldn't let go and say, listen, he already explained it to me, come upon him, and therefore I'll, I'll pretend I understand. And even if this rabbi became angry, not like he should have done, because we soon learned before that the rabbi shouldn't have gotten angry. But lepel and cause all of rabbi v'rogas is yemeli rabbi teiri v'lumadani tzori v'daitik tzora. So this is part of the cheves halimut. A person is mechuyiv to learn. So a person is mechuyiv to teach in a way, even if that person doesn't understand, you have to explain it to him. Come upon him. And on the other hand, if if you didn't understand, you have to ask about it. Come upon. Halacha hey, liyat talmud beish mechaverev shalom do mipam reshena yishniyah. 
There's a number of Talmidim. Everyone understood it, and he's the only one that didn't understand. He's embarrassed to say that he doesn't understand, and he's taking away time also from everybody. But nevertheless, he shouldn't be embarrassed and ask. If he will be embarrassed, so he's going to end up not learning anything. So he has to be not misbiased, he has to, that's his obligation to learn. There's a Baishan is not going to end up learning, and a Kabbalah is not going to real, it's not a good Malamed. So when you're a Malamed, you're not supposed to be a Kabbalah. And when you're learning, you're not supposed to be a Baishan. So the Talmidim are trying, the Talmud is trying, but it's a very deep concept, or they're not so, they're not so smart, so therefore he has to explain it again. They're lazy, they're not firmly involved in the limut. The reason why they didn't understand is because they weren't concentrating properly and they weren't focused properly. So then it's He should get angry. It doesn't mean Mamish get angry, it means she should act angry and also embarrass them with words and you know, speak to them with rebuke. To sharpen them. You should show a moral sharpness in Talmidim, which means that the Talmidim should feel that you're upset, in order, that, the, that the, the Rav is upset, and therefore that'll cause them to be able to learn more, to concentrate more. That's the Zreik Talmidim. And as a result of that, since through the fact that the, the Rav will be upset, that will help that the Talmidim should concentrate better. So that's only if they feel a respect, a distance of the Rav. Mashiachim, if they feel very friendly with the Rav, and they don't have that really respect for the Rav, so therefore when the Rav will be, will be Zreik Mara B'Talmidim, that won't really have the effect. You know, the effect of Zreik Mara B'Talmidim will only be if the Rav is, a, is separated from Talmidim. That's why the Rav shouldn't be Neyek Talmidim, not to laugh in front of them, and therefore So notice this din of is not of the Rav. It's a din in order for the Rav to teach them. So sometimes it's necessary that they should be they should be Zeik Talmidim. So sometimes it's necessary which is even not in such a situation, the mere fact that they have respect for the Rav and that the Rav is, so to speak, distant from them, that causes them to concentrate better because, the, because of this respect for him, so they'll be more focused. So therefore, there's a chiyuv. There's a chiyuv for, for the Rav not to be and not to eat in front of them and not in order for him to be able to teach better. Halachavov. When a rab enters a base medrash, so you don't go over to ask him until he sits down and his tisyashiv, or a time goes by and tisyashiv dait You don't ask him as soon as he comes in. That's as far as asking the rab. And also, when the Talmud comes in, he shouldn't ask as soon as he comes in. Until he settles and he rests a little bit. So in other words, he... He, he gets his composure, and then he's able to ask properly. And that's why he says also, beside Hilchas Talmud Teira. You ask someone when the person is not Meyushiv, so you may not get the right answer. 
And when you ask when you're not Yoshiv, you may not ask properly. So in order to ask properly and to get a proper answer, you have to wait till the Rav is to Syashiv Daiti Yolov, and all that is at the time the Talmud has to be Yikonis Achitisyashiv Yonoch. The Ain Shalim Shlaim Kiach, two people don't ask the Rav at the same time, which Lukhurim means two, two people are asking a question, they're both asking, one is asking, the other one is asking, they shouldn't ask at the same time, which I'm, I'm not really sure what would be the Tzir. I mean, one person is asking the question, the other person is asking the question that is going into the Divri Haveri, or both of them are asking at the same time two separate questions. There's what the Rav is teaching a certain Indian, and now you're going to go ask him about a different Indian. Only that Indian that the Rav is at that point in time involved in teaching the Talmudim, that's what you should ask the Rav. Kadesh, because if you can ask the Rav, so the Rav may answer, the said the Rav may answer something which is not proper, then it'll come out of Busha for the Rav. So therefore, you don't ask the Rav on the Dovash Eina Sukhambe. That's as far as when the Talmud asks the Rav. However, the Yesh the Rav, Lahatis is how Talmudim, Bishaloisov of Amaisim Shesubifneim, the Rav is allowed to, so to speak, try to trick the Talmudim, so to speak, with his questions and with different things that he does. Kedei Lachadadam, or Kedei Sheyeda, Im Zechemim Shalomdam, Einam Zechem. So mainly he could ask him certain questions which are not like straightforward questions, which are a little bit, we'll call it maybe tricky questions, in order to catch them, in order for them to be, to be more mechudded, more sharp. And they know that the Rav is going to ask them sharp questions, so therefore they have to know the Inyanim very well. So that's why he's able to lahatis that Talmud or to ask questions which someone may think it's, oh, it's a question which is just trying to trick him. That in order for him to, 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 to be prepared properly, even such, for such type of questions, so the Rav occasionally asks him such type of questions, so he should know that he should be prepared for such type of questions. Now that is if the Rav does something which seems to be improper, and he should understand why it is proper. Because there now that he asked the Rav something that he's not involved with, because he's not, they shouldn't be mavayish the Rav. But on the other hand, the Rav has a right to ask them, even in Yom that not involved with, but Lapel they learned at a previous time, and Mele, he wants to know if they know what, if they still remember, in order to be mazaris them, that they should remember the learning that they learned. Halachazai, ein she'elim umet. You don't ask the Rav while you're standing. The Pashtun Pshad is Ein Sheil Mu'umad, means you don't ask the Rav while you're standing. Because the Rav is sitting and you're standing, so Pashtun is Ein Sheil Mu'umad. The question is that they bring a Yishalmi, that the Yishalmi says you are Sheil Mu'umad. So therefore some people want to learn that Ein Sheil Mu'umad means you don't ask the Rav when the Rav is Oymad. Which is not really the, I don't know, not the, the Pashtun Pshad. I'll call upon Ein Sheil Mu'umad, you don't ask while you're standing. And the Ein Meshivim Meumet. Meshivim Meumet means that the Rav shouldn't answer while he's standing. Whereas the Rav should, in other words, in order to be Mesiyashim and to answer properly, you answer properly when you're sitting. When you're sitting. So you don't ask when you're standing, or you don't ask the Rav when the Rav is standing. And the Ein Meshivim Meumet, the Rav doesn't answer while he's standing. He sits down before he answers. And also, you don't ask from a high place to a lower place. In other words, even if you're sitting, but lapel, you're in a higher place and he's in a lower place. So you don't ask, you don't like, you don't ask in such a manner, and also not from far, and It's not so clear if means are you asking the skenim? That's what it means. You're asking the skenim itself. So the skenim are going to have to turn around, and and, and answer you. Or means you're asking the rav, and somehow or another the the rav you're standing and the rav is 
Meisters in front of the Skenim, and you're asking me Acheria Skenim to the Rav. So that's also disrespectful. I don't have the case clear. You, when you ask the question, Lachem, I'll read inside. And Shailim Umet, you don't ask the question while you're standing. They Meshivim Umet, and you don't answer while you're standing. You don't ask the question when you're higher than the Rav or far from the Rav. And also, Pashtism means that while you're standing, you're speaking to the Rav, you have to have the tzir clearly. Tzir. You don't ask the Rav only in that Indian that they're learning, like we learned before. When you ask, you have to ask very respectfully. Even the same Indian, the Indian you're learning. Merely, you have questions, but you shouldn't ask more than three questions consecutively. Notice three questions at a time. Like when time goes by, you can ask more questions. But in one shot, you should ask him th- more than three questions. You shouldn't ask him more than three questions. On the halacha that in Shailen Sarab, Elabin, Shain Karen Bay, so the Kasmishna is that before we also learned that you should only do me inyan. But over there, it meant you shouldn't do from Msech Dachrina. The Mara says, that that you're learning Shabbos and you're asking a Masechta Psachim. So it's a different Masechta. But what about if you're learning Shabbos itself and you're learning Hilchas Yitzod and in Lapel you're asking about Psachavish Nishbur Shabbos? So that's in the same Masechta. But Lapel is not the Indian Shekerim because you're learning this Perik and Lapel you're asking about a different Perik. So that's the Chiddush of this Halacha. Knows not only the same sechta, but it has to be mamish the inyan shenkerebe. Halachaches. Shnayim sheshalu. Two people ask the question, and lepel vayseis they ask the question at the same time. They ask the question at the same time. So even though in shel mishnayim keachod, but lepel two people ask the question at the same time, and lepel shalu echod kinyan v'shalu echod shleik kinyan. So we said before in shel el kinyan kinyan means the inyan that they're learning, and one person asks kinyan and the other person answers shleik kinyan. Is Niskok and Linyan. But from here you're Medayak, that even though we said, ain't the shal, ain't shale and Elek Inyan, but Lepel, if the person was Shale, Shalek Inyan, you're supposed to answer him as well. However, over here we're saying that Lepel, when there's two people asking, one is asking Kinyan, one is asking Kishlek Inyan, so you go to the person that asked the Inyan. Maisa Vishayna Maisa, one is asking about a Shaila Lahalacha, and the other one is asking about a Shaila which is not Legail Lahalacha, it's not Legail Maisa, is Niskok and Maisa. So you answer a question which is Legail Maisa. Halachu medish. One is asking about a halacha. The other one is learning about a medish of medish chacham and pshat and psukim. Is niskok na halacha? So then the rav answers something which is relevant to halacha. Medish vagoda. Medish means medish of psukim. Vagoda is various different. Vagoda is chazal about inyanim of different musar. But I'll call upon him. It's not medish pshat and posik. So then is niskok na medish. Then you answer about the medish. Agoda vekalvechemer. Is Niskokim Kalvachemer again, because Kalvachemer is something which is Nigel Lalacha, and therefore you're Nigel to Kalvachemer more than Agoda. Now Kalvachemer, Xerishov, and Niskokim Kalvachemer, and the reason for that is because a Kalvachemer is Odom Don Kalvachemer Miatsme. Mashenki Xerishov ain't Odom Don Xerishov Miatsme. So mainly the chances that this person will forget Xerishov is, is highly unlikely. Mashenki the Kalvachemer is something which is Milsa the Talia Beswara. It could be that right now he. He's betechon yonim, so he has a question on the kalvachemer. As time will pass by, you don't answer him, so it'll go away from him. So maybe it's better you should answer him about the kalvachemer rather than the gzereshava, because the gzereshava pashas he won't forget. Now this was talking about what what kind of question is better to answer. 
Now the question, what kind of person is better to answer? Words, you have two people asking a question, which one is better to answer? So you go to the Chochem. Or could, over here you could say they're both standing in front of you and they came at the same time. And who should you give first answer? And those before when we said Shnaim Shishalom means they both asked the question. You know what the question is. So on here, you have to understand, it's talking about that. We said before, in Shalom Shnaim Kechot. So says you have to say that Shnaim Shishalom means they were Shel Kechot. But over here you don't have to say it because Hoya Shalom, the people are coming to ask the question. Two people are coming at the same time. And, and one is a Chacham and one is a Talmud. So we say, Echad Chacham Echad Talmud. So then the Rav turns to the Chacham. It's Chacham L'Chacham. Talmud V'Amoritz. One was a Talmud Chacham. The other was an Amoritz. It's Chacham the Talmud. Shneim Chachamim. Shneim Talmidim. Shneim Amoritz. Or Shalu Shneim B'Shtei Halachis. B'Shtei Tshuvis. Both of them asked about Halacha. Or both of them had an answer to answer to the question. Or there was a question that was asked. And they had an answer. So they're giving over this answer to the Maturgama to give over to the Chacham, a Bishtesh Elis, or both of them have two questions. Nuz Ithram has a question on what the Rav said, or Shnei Maisim, they're both asking about a Maisa, but Allah Benigya Maisa is Horashuz Biyada Matargamiyata. So notice again, there's 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 preferences about what the question is and what the Talmud wants to say is asking about. There's preferences who the Talmud is, but in the situation where there's no preferences, either they're both the same type of question or both the same type of people, so then the Metargum has the option to decide whose things will he give over to the Chacham, who will he answer first. Halacha test. Ein yeshenim b'samedish, in Allah is sleeping in b'samedish. V'chol ha-mesnam b'samedish, is chachmosi nasis kroim kroim, v'chein omer shleim b'chachmosi, u'kroim tal b'shnuma, numa goes on sleeping, no someone that sleeps is causes that his teira, his chachm should become kroim kroim. Now in Shulchan Aruch and Erechayim and Kufnun Vav is brought down that you're not allowed to sleep even Ashinas Ara in a Beis The Alter Rebbe in Hilchas Lamatera says that if Lepel a person is someone that learns the whole time Beis Hamedish and if he won't be able to sleep Ashinas Ara, so that'll be Gerim Bittul Teres. So he's allowed to sleep Ashinas Ara in a Beis Then the Ram continues, you're not allowed to sleep in a Beis Hamedish, but ain't misichon Beis Hamedish. You're not allowed to talk in a Beis Hamedish. Ella bedivri teira bulvad. The only thing you're allowed to speak in a Beis Hamedish is bedivri teira. I feel a mission is satish, someone that sneezes, is a namely refuah bevesamedish. You shouldn't say refuah, which is sugezunt in a besamedish, which the, the din is that when the seder is, that when a person sneezes, you say sugezunt asusa, because brought down that, in Pirkei Rebelez is brought down that Yankov Avinu, before Yankov Avinu, the seder was that people didn't become ill. And when a person was supposed to die, so the seder was he would sneeze and then he would die. Yankov Avinu was mispal that you should become ill in order to know that Litzavid is so you should be aware that you're about to die. So when a person sneezes, that's where it comes that you should say Asusa, because you're saying that Lepel, a mole, when a person would sneeze, he would lose his life. And over here, it's Tsugizunt, and an Eberster is giving a person life even though he sneezes. That's the, the mocker of the idea of saying Tsugizunt when a person sneezes, like the Gilion Ashas. Rabbi Kivega brings it down in Brachas Daf Nun Gimel. So we hear the Ram saying that this Indian of saying Asusin, so that normally you say Refuah, you shouldn't say Bebeis HaMedosh. Certainly you shouldn't say other thing. Then the Ram concludes, So here we're talking about Beis HaMedosh. So I'm saying the Kedusha of Beis HaMedosh is greater than the Kedusha of Batik Now from Pastor's Lashon Ram over here it seems, 
that, that it's a din in, in Kedusha's Beis HaMedrash. In other words, the reason why you're not supposed to say Asusa, the Beis HaMedrash, is Mitzad Kedusha's Beis HaMedrash. Not Mitzad the din of Dvarim B'Telem. Mitzad the din of Kedusha's Beis HaMedrash. Just like, you're not letting Yishen Beis HaMedrash, there's Ein Mesichim Beis HaMedrash, El Adivri Tere Bilvad, and, and even this you shouldn't eat either. Rashi and Brachas over there seems to be saying that the reason is Mitzad Bittel Tere. Because if you're in the middle of learning, if you're in the middle of learning, so then you're not supposed to say Asusa. Nafmina would be, let's say, if you're in a Beis and you're not learning. Or if, let's say, you're learning and you're not a Beis HaMedrash. So the Chur from here the, seems to be the issue is the idea that you're in a Beis you're in Beis HaMedrash. That seems to be the Lashon HaRambam. Mashenki and Rashi over there in Brachas, the Chur of the Pashas Advarim seems to be Mitzad Bittel Tere. And the Shach Taka, the Shach in Shulchan Aruch brings down that Bizman Azeh, when people don't learn so much and those people do speak, so therefore this Issa doesn't apply. That's what they're... So the Chur of the Shach is learning also that they didn't bitl Tera. And the Taz says, no, that it does apply. So it's a Machlech of Shach and Taz, whether this din of Ein Eim and Refua Bisamedesh applies with Bazman Azeh or not.